In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. prayers that Christ gives his church to pray, whether it's in the hours of prayer or in the mass, in the liturgies of the church, the very prayers that we pray, they reveal Christ to us. They put Christ in some way right before our eyes so that we see who he is clearly, so that we can grow and see our need for who he is, the one presented to us. And that by these prayers we move towards him to experience the very ministries of Christ that come from his nature that these prayers are putting on display for us. This is no different than the Mass today. Because these prayers that we have already prayed even up to this point in Mass, they show us where we are being led by the Holy Spirit following Christ in the season of Advent. They show us where our disposition, the disposition of our souls, should be in this very last week heading towards the experience of the coming of Christ in the Incarnation. Listen to the prayers. The introit, which is prayer sung by the choir and those who join in. We pray this, drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open forth and bring forth a Savior. And in the college prayer that I just prayed, that we all pray in our hearts, the one that really collects all of our hearts unified in a prayer offering to God, that prayer was this. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us and with great might suffer us. And the prayer to go goes on to express why we're asking Christ to suffer us, which we'll look at that word in a minute. Come with your great might and power and succor us, and I paraphrase, because we are hindered by the sin nature that we have inherited. We are wounded by it, and it makes it so difficult to run the race that is set before us in this life. So, Lord, come by thy power and by thy grace and deliver us, because we are trodden down by our sin nature. We are pushed down and unable to fully live and experience the fullness of life that you want to give us, Lord, come. And these prayers, by the way, are but an echo of what has been echoed all throughout God's relationship with his people since the fall. An echo of the cry of God's people, Israel, when they were in slavery and bondage and oppression to Pharaoh in Egypt. The cry of God's people, Lord, come, deliver us, ease the suffering, grant us a full life. This is not fully living being in bondage and oppression. Come, Lord, come to us. Both these prayers of the introit and the caliph, they give voice to what is to be our authentic longing for God, that very real desperation that we've been talking about to be made right again, to have all things within us renewed and restored, for us to be rescued and delivered by Christ, to cry out to God for the healing and the redemption of our souls. We pray, drop down, ye heavens, from above, and with great might succor us. We're asking for what St. John of Damascus penned in the hymn of the church we talked about in Sunday school last week. Lord, come, bow the heavens to earth. Bring down your kingdom to earth and raise us up within that kingdom to heaven. 
And when we say to God, come and with great power and might, succor us, what are we saying when we say succor us? It's a tremendous word that we would do well to understand. It's extraordinarily broad in its meaning. It's one of those prism words that there are many things that fall under the category of the word succor when we ask someone to come and succor us. Let me just give you a number of examples of what it could mean to us at any given moment in our lives, perhaps right now. Lord, come. Come near me to deliver me. Come to my side. Come and be my help, for I am always in need of you walking by me. Be my strength, because I am weak. Calm the disturbances in my soul. Lord, come and heal me, because I am tremendously broken. Lord, put the salve of your peace upon me, because my soul is in chaos. Console my soul. Wrap me up and bring me your comfort. Envelop me, Lord, within yourself and help all of my restlessness come to rest in you. Are you getting the picture of all these different things? All of these things are prayers for the Lord to come and to succor us, to come near us, reveal himself to us, and bring us up out of whatever the depths of the fall we are still living in. The story of St. Simeon voices this. In the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 2, St. Simeon, a devout and holy man of God, follower of God, we're told in that Gospel that he is waiting for the consolation of Israel. That same word is, he's waiting for the succor of Israel to come. And he was told by the Holy Spirit that he would not taste death until he beheld the Savior who was to come. And then Christ, as a babe, is brought to the temple one day and given over to Simeon. And Simeon takes Christ, his God, into his arms, and he looks upon this child, and he's filled with blessing and praise and peace. Because he utters these words, we know it as the Nuke Diminis we sing in Vespers. Lord, let your servant depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen your salvation. In other words, what's the sense? Christ has come to me. I have seen him and experienced him. All is well within me. I have beheld God on earth. Christ, my peace, has come, and I've held God, my Savior, in my arms. Peace is restored. Let me depart that way, Lord. St. Basil the Great, commenting on St. Simeon's experience, taught this. As Simeon says, Now let your servant depart in peace, O Lord, because mine eyes have seen your salvation. Therefore let us subject ourselves to God, because from him is salvation. He explains what salvation is. It is not some mere active force which provides us with a certain grace for deliverance from weakness and for the good health of our body. What then is salvation? For he is my God and my Savior. He is my protector. I shall be moved no more. The Son who is from God is our God. He himself also, Savior of the human race, who supports our weakness, who corrects the disturbance that springs up in our souls. My friends, I am so wearied, and I'm growing more weary, of the many disturbances 
that are within my soul. And our Lord in Advent, he begins to unearth these so we can see them clearly and where those disturbances are coming from. And it's not that I don't have any peace within me, but I, you know what I'm talking about, that in our lives, there are still things that shake us and disturb our souls within where there is no peace. And I am exhausted of them. Are you yet? Are you tired of these things yet? Listen to the prayer of the psalmist in Psalm 80. He prays, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. In other words, show yourself, reveal yourself, you who dwell amongst the cherubim. He goes on to pray, Before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be made whole. That prayer of the psalmist has got to become the prayer of every Christian soul. Come and console us, Lord. Come right alongside us. Dwell so within us. Raise us up from all of this. You see, throughout Advent, there should be something of a longing building to a crescendo that we begin to experience this day and throughout this last week before we experience the incarnation of Christ. Something should be building. If we've prayed and fasted and leaned into God, a longing should be building and developing to receive Him. And you see the prayers in this Mass, they're given to us to give voice to our soul, to express authentically what should be happening within us through the blessed season, that our souls pour out this longing authentically in real relationship, having seen the need within us. Why is it that I have these disturbances, these lack of peace, these anxieties? What are these things within me? Come and draw near me and now heal what you've shown. Come and be my Savior and console me in these ways. Lord, come not only at the incarnation, Lord, come not only at the second coming, but Lord, come right now to me in the eternal now. Save me, and in doing so, console my soul in this holy present. Now in this time, in this blessed and holy season, the psalmist prayed, show us the light of your countenance and we shall be made whole. Look at St. Simeon. St. Simeon received Christ into his arms and consider this, because many of the hymns of the church, both Eastern and Western and right, speak to this. When Simeon held Jesus Christ in his arms, and he looked upon the face of a babe, he encountered the countenance of God. He saw the face of God in the babe Jesus Christ, and his soul was put to rest. What's our prayer? As we finish off this Advent, well... Our prayer is, Lord, let us receive you with that open soul that St. Simeon had. Let us see you with the eyes of our soul and experience your countenance within us in the depths of our soul. Because then we too will find our souls at rest and in deep abiding peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.